Welcome to Michael's Entrepreneur and Leadership Podcast. My name is Michael Thiemann and in this season two of this podcast, I will talk to global entrepreneurs, business experts and thought leaders about all topics which are related to build and grow a sustainable business. I think that you as a founder, as an entrepreneur, as a solopreneur or someone who has an interest in trends, innovation and business models, will receive valuable ideas, experiences, waterproof tips and practical advice on how you can build up your business, scale it and make it sustainably successful. Got feedback? I'd love to hear what you think about my content. Just drop an email to podcast at createfuture.today with entrepreneur and leadership podcast as the subject line and share your thoughts. Feel free to recommend this podcast to your colleagues, friends and family. Thank you. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Entrepreneur and Leadership Podcast. In this podcast, I'm talking to global leaders, experts and entrepreneurs about success keys, hacks and tricks to build and grow your business. Today, I'm so proud to have Karen Sillens on the show. And the topic is personal branding and corporate branding. Karen Sillens delivers through her company A Plus Career and Resume LCC in Kansas City tailored and targeted career and small business coaching, blog and article writing and resume development. She offers personal and corporate brand development, career management and executive coaching and career exploration and transition. Karen originally pursued a career path and opera performance, vocal education and choral directing, but experienced her own career transition into human resources, eventually finding true vocational fulfillment in resume writing, career coaching and small business coaching. And I'm so happy to have her here today on my show and we are going to speak about personal and corporate branding. Welcome, Karen. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, I hope I hope I could could um, summarize your your um, profile, your bio uh, enough. But probably you want to add some some words to that. Well, I do uh, have a membership in Forbes Coaches Council, and so I do write for Forbes Online. Uh, I've been told uh, through uh, various blogs and and different articles and things that i i'm a twitter influencer and different things uh, julianne's also rates me in that respect for careers hr personal branding a lot of different aspects like that so i i'm active in in what i do and it's something i do every day you know a lot of people will hobby in businesses um I, this is not a hobby i've been doing this for 23 years Yes, it's a quite impressive track record. And we both met via Forbes. Uh, we both on the Forbes Couch, uh, uh, Coaches Council. It's a very, very interesting uh, community. And thanks to, to Forbes, yes. we met. And uh, I'm so happy to have you here on, on this show. And today's topic, personal branding and corporate branding. And the big question everybody probably would ask now is, um, 
first of all, how are they interconnected, related, one thing, and how impact both company and, and the brand, how is impacting both company and the person? Yeah, it's two questions already for you, Karen. <laughs> well, unfortunately, people see them as separate, and it doesn't mean that there can't be anything separated between your personal life and your brand, but they shouldn't be something that's a contradiction because that's going to come to light. And we see that with uh, some of the high-level corporate executives in the news uh, oftentimes. You want to be someone who is seen as the person you really are in your company. Um, it doesn't matter whether you are a Fortune 500 CEO or you are a small business owner. You and the company should not be separated overall. Um, either you are fully in <laughs> to be a part of that organization or you aren't. And I, I believe wholeheartedly you should be fully involved. And that means that your brand should be reflective in what you do. Um, it's, it's important that people understand what personal branding is, what it brings to them, and how those two can meld together. Yeah, well, and I, I think I agree there completely because it's a kind of... You, as a person, you have your own values, you have your own purpose, and that this has to align with this of the company. If the company has different values than yours, different purpose, different objectives, um, different expertise, uh, you are the go-to authority for yourself. One thing as well, the go-to authority for this company. And therefore, I agree completely that both has to align. Otherwise, you would compromising both brands. Yeah. Definitely. Exactly. Exactly. That's, it's important that you you spend the time to make sure that the organization that you're running or the organization that is yours, essentially, because you may be the owner, um, that there's not this big dichotomy between the two where yeah. people see a totally different person over here and then over here in the company, they see uh, somebody just that they don't recognize. Yeah, and I, I saw and see that quite frequently, especially on, on some C, C executive levels. Um, they are just they're doing their rock star thing. They are not really aligned with the, the, with the yeah. thing of the whole company and they have a different personal brand as a rock star, if you like, instead of the company. To, mm -hmm. to, to And that is dangerous, very dangerous. But it holds as well for every employee in, in a company. They should at least align their brand somehow to, to the company. Otherwise, they, they won't be in fit for this company. And um, probably that brings us to directly to the next question. Um, why it is so important to cultivate a business brand for a small business? Yeah? Because um, uh, I think our audience is mostly small business and, and SMEs. Yes. And for them, it's so important to be, be visible on the one hand side and to be the go-to authority. And um, why is so important this uh, cultivation of a business brand? Credibility. That's the biggest thing that I can tell you that branding offers you is credibility. For instance, for years, a lot of people, and there's still some today, do not have a website for their business. And they wonder why they lack the ability to get customers. They may get certain customers through referrals and things, but not having that website, a website offers you a certain amount of credibility. Oh, they spent the time and effort to put that together. They must be real. 
Well, the same thing happens when they see you on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. If they see that you do blog articles, you do a podcast, you write articles on LinkedIn, or you know, you're a member of, say, Forbes Coaches Council, and you join organizations that are specific to your industry and help bolster your reputation that way as well, maybe even being involved in them. Consumers or potential employees will look at your brand. Hmm. It's important to them. They want it to align with where they're going and they need to trust you and trust it. And if they don't see something that aligns with what they're looking for and all seems pretty cohesive across the board, why should they ever call you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's wonderful. And if you can summarize what makes a brand, yeah? what makes a brand, what is so important? What are the ingredients of a brand? The ingredients of a brand are being out there on social media, having a website and communicating regularly. That's one of the things people miss out on. I believe that most people do not get themselves out there communicating regularly. It could be an information sharer or an information creator. Both are fine. And in fact, I think you should do both, but from a standpoint of creating your own brand, you must be doing at the very least information creation where you're sharing your expertise. A brand is everything that people see about you. So if I drive someplace and I go to give a presentation and I do that frequently, um, right now it's mostly during, to, uh, you know, through video, but I do go places and give presentations in person. The cleanliness of the car that I drive and all the things that people see when I pull up, it doesn't have to be a new car, but they see that I take care of my car. That actually does make a difference in whether they see I'm going to take care of them. Just those little things that people often don't consider. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's back to the perception of people. Yeah. As well. Yeah, it's back to the perception of people, how people perceives you. That's uh, uh, the most important thing and how you want to be perceived by people. Yeah? It's not how you see yourself. It's how people are perceiving you, how you want to be perceived by people. And yes. uh, therefore you need to be, as, especially as a small company, and I agree there completely, you have to be visible. And how can you be visible? You, you mentioned it be out there constantly, for, for, for example, on social media, because that's an easy platform or easy platforms to be out there globally and to scale your business, yeah, if, if you like. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and it's so, so fascinating um, uh, viewpoints you, you're sharing here with our audience. And um, should a company executive create personal brand and a brand for their company? Um, How, how does it work? How does the CEO um, create his brand and um, how he can create at the same time the brand for the company? You can truly be both. Yeah. If you are identifying yourself, let's say you write an article or you do a blog and you have your name and the name of your company, you have your website up and your name's on it and the name of your company um, and your LinkedIn, your Twitter and your Facebook, you know, there's you and there's someplace your website address to link to and the name of your company 
ultimately those two things start to become one. That's how you meld those together. So by branding yourself and your company at the same time, particularly as a small business owner, people start to see you and the brand as the same thing. So now people who say know me personally, oh, she's a resume writer, the career coach, the small business coach. And most people just refer to me as their coach. Uh, it's important that people see your name and see your business in connection with it. Once that's happened, you can really quite frankly just have your name out there for the most part. But I would not ignore my, myself personally, the ability to also put that in connection always where I can with my business name. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And would it be a great idea? Because large corporates, that's, they have their marketing um, department yes. and they are working with big teams on the brand of the CEO, the brand of all the board members, the brand of the company, that everything is aligned. But as a small uh, business, how can you do that? Can you outsource it? I, 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 wouldn't, I, would, I wouldn't do that probably. Yeah? Um, I, I'd rather be in control of my own brand. Yeah? It depends on what you outsource. For instance, if you have a trusted partner that you can outsource to that understands personal branding and understands you, they may be able to do, say, the information sharing part for you. They're going to go uh, curate the articles that you want to share online and, and things like that. Because I, I do that a lot on Twitter and LinkedIn. I'll share different articles from other experts in the industry because I believe you don't know everything. So therefore you mm -hmm. should share others information and things because you know that person and they may not even totally agree with your opinion, but you love that ability to share their information as well. So it, it's important to offer that information to people, mm -hmm. but it's also in combination making sure that you spend the time doing your own marketing. And so certain things can be outsourced. And if you're not a capable or let's say a confident writer, not confident, but mm -hmm. confident, a lot of people do not have a ton of confidence in their writing. You may have somebody else do a certain amount of that for you. You do some editing as long as you're not uh, too much into the control of it that it does ultimately reflect you and your beliefs and how you run your business. You can have that done for you. Um, I write blogs for companies, for people uh, as, as business owners. So if that's not unusual, and sometimes even an employee within a company who wants to be able to express themselves in a certain way um, that's professional and doesn't uh, conflict with anything that their company does whether it's a white paper or it's it's their own personal blog, um, it's it's important to have a certain amount of control. And for me, I am too much of a control freak to allow other people to write for me. Yeah, but I, so Karen, I agree I, I that do the writing. You know, I, Karen, I agree that completely with you. But lots of people they need copywriting because, in especially in marketing, the copywriting is so important, and not all the people are in very endued in in writing. Even they don't feel comfortable in in writing, and um, that exactly and that service you are offering definitely is 
copywriting and doing those posts for them. But the the content, the 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 real content has to come from the company itself. Yeah, they need to do their content marketing strategy to say that is the content I want to present my audience. But I let do the copywriting by somebody else. I'm correct. That's what the service you're offering, or you do as well the whole content marketing for them. I, I can do all of it, but I really sit and interview them and find out what they need so we can create that branding strategy for them. Instead of just saying, ooh, I just want a blog. Okay, so how does this blog align with other things that you're doing? And what do you want to communicate in this blog? And so it can be a lot more in-depth than people think. You know, yes, you can have somebody write blog posts for you for, you know, a cheap rate online as, you know, for whatever, but it doesn't really necessarily reflect you. Somebody who's doing true marketing for you spends the time with you to get to know you and to write appropriate content based on that. Yeah. Absolutely. And in, in, in just to create your own brand, everybody has a brand, but most of them don't know, know this brand, yeah, how they are perceived. Yeah. But you want to have, you want to manage this perceivement. That's, I think, um, what, what is personal branding about? And what are mm -hmm. the questions uh, the person, the CEO or the company should ask themselves really to, in order to, to develop their brand? There's several things I think people should ask themselves. Number one, how do I want to be perceived? So when people see my brand, I want them to see me as an expert in uh, all things that are career in and then business marketing. So resumes and cover letters are marketing a person towards where they're going next. The coaching can be helping them in determining their marketing are actually determining their next career so they make the appropriate move and can market themselves appropriately. And then with businesses, I help them understand how the marketing of themselves and then planning it out makes a difference in how their brand comes across. Um, then where are they already currently branding themselves? And this is where I tell people, hey, you know, let's not be afraid of social media. A lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to get into social media. You know, there's too much goofy stuff on there. You don't have to participate. <laughs> you know, do your thing. Don't worry about everybody else. Then how am I doing so? So are you just on social media right now? Do you have a blog or a podcast? Are you active in collaborations with others? Do you do best podcasting? Do you do public speaking? Those different things need to be advertised. And again, there's still people who don't have websites. Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest things I tell people is do not get involved in the fray. Do not get involved in hot social issues, too much personal stuff, all things that muddy the water because those are temporal. They're not you know, something that lasts over time. They are these little snapshots that now do not show a cohesiveness. If you're about diversity at your organization, then be that way all the time. Yeah. Don't don't play this game of I'm going to go here and then I won't do what I need to do here a year later. It, stop going for the trends. Instead, look at what is it that I want people to see me as when they go online. So people already know that I will advocate for them. And I even call myself a job seeker advocate. 
and I and I'm also a small business advocate and I make sure that people see me in that light so they understand that if they have an issue where they're being discriminated against I'm going to help hook them up with say an employment attorney mm-hmm. if they or I'm going to tell them that's not something that we need to deal with let's just leave that job or let's not deal with that client that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and then take a look at the full picture of how you're represented people think certain parts of their social media are private they aren't and so all of this excess personal stuff can quickly wind up out there and i will tell you that if you go into weed a lot of it you know it's it's okay to have a political opinion as far as who you like do not get into what i say being negative about the other side don't go there if you go and delete the stuff that you said like that in the past well what happens is ultimately that pretty much goes away it's not gone but it's hard to find the harder things are to find the better for you and there's nothing private no matter what you think there is nothing private it can either be gotten to just by a back-end way that you don't even realize like on Facebook their stuff's not private um, or people will hack it and find out yeah and, so if you and, don't and, have that stuff out there in the first place you don't have to worry about it and, and it's fascinating what you say because I'm have this exactly the same approach for me the social media I'm using really to tell my my authentic story And which is related to what I want to do in business and, and what I want to do in business. I want to help people. It's my, my purpose to really to create their own business, to find business ideas and scale them in, in a sustainable business model. And this has to be the story consistently told on all social media, and not only in social media, on every um, industry event, on every single A reception you're invited to and you're telling what is what you're doing yes. in your business is is this this story and that has to be consistent you can't be on the one time the the the, the rock star who has no interest in other people and the other side you say i want to help people that doesn't that doesn't go together that's um and therefore And this comes back to what you say. It means this um kind of storytelling to have an hook what is interesting and grabs the attention, especially in social media is so important. And then to, to get, I like this AIDA formula, this attention, interest, desire, action um, point. And you have to solve problems, what is more or less than how you can uh, rise the interest in you and tell them that you can be an authority in this field when you as well provide some solutions in, in your posts. Yeah, and then then you can and go. It's okay to offer. It's okay to offer a little bit of personal. You know, it, unfortunately, people sometimes there's no personal. There's nothing. Yeah. I apparently, when I do seminars and when clients deal with me, I'm funny. That's what they tell me. I'm funny. I I, I add humor to what I do because it's not that exciting to talk about a job search. So if you can tell some funny stories or give them things that are more memorable, they're more likely to retain that information. I don't sit there to purposely be funny, but even in like my Facebook posts that are not for business, you will see funny memes and things like that. And, but I'm careful that they're not insulting to people. You know, you have to have that, that 
understanding of what you can put out there and what you can't. It's unfortunate that so many people, they, they almost give no personal life there. Um, it's, it's what's appropriate and what you can offer is little peeks into the personal life so people can see you as a human being. And it is important to humanize your brand in that respect. So a business owner who wants to project, hey, I'm the person that you should use, people like that a bit personal touch. And so when, it, when you read a portion of my bio, it says I'm a trained opera singer and I am. Yeah. People can go, oh, that's unique about her. That's something personal. That's that's not who I am in total. Do I still sing on the side? I absolutely do. But that is just a small portion of who I am. Just like my company is a portion of who I am. And the fact that I'm a dog owner and my husband and I rescue animals, dogs that have been badly abused, and they find their permanent home here. But that tells as well the story, Karen, that it tells as well a story that you're a good person, that you have a private life, that um, it's, it's about mm -hmm. relationships. A relationship uh, shouldn't be uh, boring. A relationship should be exciting. And the other person you want to relate to in business as well it should be in person you trust on the one hand side, but that you should as well go along and have some fun with them because businesses all about relationship yeah. it's connectedness to people it's not connectedness to a material to a machine to a product the product normally clients don't care about the product they have a problem that needs a solution if you have a if you need a hole in the wall you you can buy a driller but you're not really who's interested in a yeah. driller you can do it by a laser pointer i don't That's know right. yeah and the same is in business and with a with this brand, you need to give some away from your personal life in, in asterisk, the person who you are, what values you are, do you have, what matters to you. And that is so important as well for, especially for small business owners. If, if you want to um, create new leads, you need definitely to build trust, to be interesting and to people have to relate to you. That's, um, I agree there completely, Karen. That's so, that's so important. It helps people relate to you. And one of the things that I tell people as a personal story as to why I got into business is my father always wanted to own his own business. He was the police officer and he was a very good police officer. He was highly awarded because, you know, recognized because of a, a lot of very courageous things he did during his career. When he retired, his dream would have been to own his own business, but a combination of both being a smoker and, you know, I'm not, you know, if you want to smoke, go ahead. Um, but it, it ultimately killed him very young. It, he was 56 and it was not, you know, cancer. But he, he never got to own his own business. And he also experienced something that many others experience: age discrimination and ridiculousness in how certain companies want you to be as far as your experience. They were asking him on the phone one day, I actually heard the conversation with a company interviewing him saying, well, do you have two years of cash register experience? Because he wanted to work at a hardware store, knew how to fix anything and everything. And he said no but i've been using computers for a long time and so i'm very i'm very familiar i'm catch on 
quite fast. Well, we need you to have two years of experience in this. And finally, he said to him, and I think this was really the gist of it. He goes, I was trusted as the command officer when all of the upper echelon was in meetings to run the city if there was an emergency, literally. Do you not think with that and the computer experience that I have, which is extensive at that time it was, and the writing ability I have, the ability to communicate with others, that I could not learn something like that quite quickly and be up to speed within a week or two? Well, we need two years of computer experience. And that experience alone helped drive his demise. And so I both own a business because I'm living a dream that my father never got to have because of my husband's support. And when my mother was alive, her support as well. Um, But also in dealing with the job seeker and the things that they experience. And so I also talk to corporations about their human resources, and this is usually small business as well, and how you hire and how you make sure that you're treating the employees that you have the way you'd want to be treated. Yeah, that brings us to a complete new topic. Was I had last couple last uh, days uh, exactly the same discussion because I don't like the term human resources because no. it, it, it already says everything that a human is just a resource within a machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah? If you mimic a machine, and uh, for me as a manager, I want to have potential in people. If I employ somebody, I see potential that they can grow together with me, with my company and to get into new solutions, into new endeavors whatsoever. And potential is what I'm looking for. I'm not looking for past achievements, certs, Yeah, this paper, um, I'm certified, you know, this agile, agile um, framework moment. Uh, it's it's crazy, to be honest, means an agile means you'd be very flexible, adaptive to new situations. And if you put it in a framework, how can you deal with new situations? It's it's by uh, philosophically already nonsense. And uh, yep. I, 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 I agree there. I mean, talent means if you employ people, you employ them to, that they can grow, that they can unlock their full potential, that they can learn new things, that they can even overgrow you, if you like, as an as a person. Yeah? I have no problem with that. It's fine. It's great. They should rename it employee relations and talent management because that's really the essence of what it is. It's how the company relates to its employees and the employees relate to them. And then it's how you develop your people, talent management, you can call it talent development. If you're investing in your people, your people, your people will invest in you. Exactly. Exactly. And um, it's, 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 it's a mutual beneficial means if, if both are interested in each other and you're not just a little um, wheel within a machine uh, who has to do the little red race, if, if that is the perception of an employee to his employer, uh, employer to his yes. employee, that is a good night for the employer. Yeah? I mean, it's, it's, it's a nightmare. He can't, he can't do his business for a long time. Yeah. But back to no, the... it doesn't matter how big they are. Big or small does not matter. That has nothing to do with how employees feel they're being treated. A lot of people say, oh, it's a big company. They're just going to see me as a number. I have had many a client who's worked for a large company 
and has felt treated as a family member and clients who have worked for a small company and felt like they were treated as a number. Exactly. It's it's the experience, the stakeholder experience. You have a customer experience, you have an employee experience, you have an uh, investor experience. And this experience you have to create positively yeah, for, for, for win-wins yes. for every side. Yeah? That's very important. Exactly. And that brings praise back to the to the personal um, or to the branding itself. Um, do you do you see there any metrics means if you using social media I means uh, for me i don't count followers because i'm not interested in followers i'm interested in people who are engaging with my post and i want to get yes. them out of social media into my normal relationship with an email address a phone number that i can phone them and what are the metrics how you can how you can 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 plan that and how what, what should be the key results you you can measure you need to look at, and you're right, it's not about the people who follow you, it's about the people who interact with you. And you have to interact back with them. Now there's there's that place where you need to be careful where there's just people who wanna waste your time. All they care about is how much free advice can you give them, or all they care about is whether they can sell you something. Um, but most people are really not that way. And so they're looking for a true interaction where you might see something, I, I just did this recently, and I shared an article with somebody, and that got an interaction. But even on LinkedIn and, and on Facebook, you can wish somebody a happy birthday, which is just a nice thing to do. Uh, actually wish them well in their new job, or, or tell them congratulations in some way. Same with promotions. Well, those are little points of contact or connection, and that interaction is very non-threatening. And so now when they need a service like yours, there's a real potential for them to remember you going, well, they always remember my birthday, or they just gave me a congratulations for a promotion I received, or an article, they shared one of my articles. I should contact them. Those, those things should be tracked. When do you see those connections come through and how did they find you? And that's one of the biggest things people don't do. They don't ask, how did you find me? Yeah, That's how you're gonna know your brand is working. If yeah. they're finding you in multiple venues, your branding is working. Exactly, because that brings it back because it's about the perceivement of the others. I mean, if you don't have an engagement, you never know how, how are you perceived. Yeah? Um, probably exactly. if nobody's reacting to what you're doing, then you don't resonate. You don't come yep. over trustworthy. You can't show that you're an expert, that you're an authority or you don't have a hook, whatsoever, but you don't trigger any resonation that's the thing and you have to engage and how do you get then people out of this linkedin instagram and facebook world you have to contact them i yes. guess huh? and i show uh, my clients how to do tracking of that what are you looking for and it's the interactions and you can choose to every time you interact with somebody track that or you can choose track it for the people who specifically use your services or there's an in-between and a lot of my clients do the in-between somebody that really has true interest maybe they do book at that time maybe they don't but they show true interest in their services they will track where they're coming from 
And so I get my clients from all my social media. I get my clients from my website. I get lots of clients from referrals. I get clients from my articles and blog posts. I get clients from things like this, the the, blog, the podcasts and the public speaking. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just, it's, there's so many different ways that clients come to me. And sometimes it's a referral of a referral of a referral of a referral who originally heard me on the local NPR station, that kind of stuff. But you dig and find out how they found out about you. Yeah, absolutely. And that's it's, it's so important to, to keep track of it. And that's a good point because we just talked about your, your, your presence on, on, on the social media. And um, how, can, how can people find you? Hold on, I'm just I'm switching over to, to, to this mode. Then you can see, um, probably just tell people a little bit where they can find you, how they can contact you and so on. I, I show some pictures in here. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> The easiest way to contact me is typically by just doing an email through my traditional email on my website, which is Karen at careerandresume.com. And certainly you can go to my website, which has extensive information on it, resources and all kinds of things um, that maybe a, a typical person wouldn't provide. Sometimes my clients say, I'm surprised you provide all those resources to people book recommendations on changing careers and how to market your business and all this kind of stuff. Aren't you afraid it's going to take away from your business? No, just like I'm not afraid that public speaking will take away from my business and giving people tools they can use. If they want to use your services, they will. You you need to be careful what you do and don't share, but you can still share an awful lot and have a huge impact on people who will never be able to afford your services combined with the people who do need you, who will contact you. They can find me on LinkedIn, Facebook. Um, Facebook, typically you're going to look for me under A-plus career and resume. Mm-hmm. However, for LinkedIn and Twitter, Karen Sillins. You know, the great thing is, is there's now only two people in the world with my name. Um, my husband has a very unusual last name, and I took his name, and that's been a personal branding blessing. <laughs> So. It's a, it's like a sm- in, in internet the smart world yeah um, that's if it's smart people can remember if it's too long it's very difficult yeah for my name for example I've yeah. always T it's, it's pronounced T man it's just a cup of tea and yeah. then man yeah that's then easier but the writing looks looks then dreadful as as a German writing yeah. Yeah, that's that's fantastic and as well you your constant publishing as well on on Forbes um, I just picked out here some some um, some articles but uh, it's, it's 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 fascinating the articles and and um, expert panels you're joining it's really uh, i can only recommend people to to um, visit visit your websites and to find more about you and time is passing swiftly because i'm doing my my podcast very much for yeah for entrepreneurs or leaders who want really to to create new, new ideas, to, to scale their business and therefore a personal brand. A brand is, is so important. What would you what would be your advice, your three biggest advice you can give to a new entrepreneur, to a founder? What should you look at? Because most of founders I know they're coming out of university. They have a big invention in, in technical stuff and they have no clue about business world and how should they tackle their 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 launch in, in terms of personal branding what are your biggest advice you can give those founders 
number one thing is establish yourself as a credible resource for people. So that means having things across the board and you probably established them one at a time. I'm on LinkedIn. I get used to that for a few weeks, go to Twitter, start getting used to that. Um, same thing with the website, all that kind of stuff. So all those different things that you feel comfortable doing yourself and you see others doing. Um, the next thing is to know what you have to offer because a lot of people, they want to offer 4,000 things. You cannot be that many. But some people also, they say, oh yeah, be real specific in your brand. Some people are too specific. They are so um, separated in what they do. They just have this one little point that they provide to people, that's not enough. So their brand needs to be big enough to get business, you know, that people will be able to use their services. Um, sometimes like in the resume writing industry, I'm gonna use as, uh, an example, you may write very nice military intelligence resumes, which is a specialty I have. It's a specialty. It's not all that I do. I also write medical CVs and resumes. Well, for, um, and, and then I write for people who are IT sales and marketing. Mine is about the program. It's not about just doing this one thing and just having a resume suddenly. You need to be able to communicate that. It's not just what you do that I can help you with it's how you market yourself regardless of what you do. Um, then the last thing is get help when you need it. Oh, so many people won't do that. They won't contact somebody to help them. I have uh, a, a person who did my, did my website, upgraded it and everything, and she did a fabulous job. And we've known each other for about 20 years now. If I need some short things written, I can actually give them to her and know she's gonna do it going to do it in a way that's going to work for me or she has a person on her staff that can do it hmm. it's important that you and she, and we've we've grown our businesses together it's important that you have those trusted people and don't just ask the committee of they because they all have opinions but they don't necessarily know what they are talking about get an expert yeah, wonderful, wonderful. This is very big in size because I, I know lots of really founders. They are technical, brilliant. They have big ideas, but they never tested them with clients. They're not connected to the to the real world, and um, they need they need really to be connected to to their values, to their to exactly. their purpose, and to to the people they want to help. Help people. Yes. I think the biggest thing um, as an entrepreneur, it's about people it's not about your product and that's a very exactly. good finishing word closing remarks you did there karen thank you thank you very much um, for this fantastic talk i learned so much today and um, I, I think the audience as well can take so many insights from you and, and knowledge and um, thank you for that karen oh i appreciate your time thank you so much for inviting me to do this You know, he re Michael reached out on social media um, through Forbes because uh, we have our own little board, if you will, our own little social media board for each other where we can talk about things. And um, he, the funny thing is, is he said, email me if you have interest in this. And you can always tell who's paying attention because some of them just decided they wanted to respond on there and did not see where you said, email me here. And I'm sure that was a differentiating factor in who was chosen or not. So, you know. exactly. 
read things and be careful how you discern stuff because this happened because I read what he said. Thank you. Thank you. Got feedback? I'd love to hear what you think about my content. Just drop an email to podcast at createfuture.today with entrepreneur and leadership podcast as the subject line and share your thoughts. Feel free to recommend this podcast to your colleagues, friends and family. Thank you.